hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. What's up? And I'm your host, Rob. Well, was that your like uh, uh, skiing bro, Greg? Was that like that was my that was my bro intro? That was like a skiing bro. You're you're out hitting the slopes there. Yeah. Bro. Mm-hmm. You got any other um like lingo from skiing? <laughs> there's no way you can get me to try to do that. <laughs> no, there's nothing else. You don't know any other lingos they say. You don't want to be like powder was so gnar, man. Yeah. Oh, like that, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty good, Laura. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh so let's let's uh let's get to the drinks already. Laura's already drinking, so uh what's yeah. uh let's, yeah, let's see what you guys are drinking right now. What's in the cups? All right. So what's uh what's in your cup, Laura? What's in your cup? I'm drinking a Tom Collins tonight. Tom Collins? Ooh. By hmm. the silence, I assume you guys don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I've heard of it. Yeah, I mean it's not very fitting with our movie choice, but I was just really craving it. Um it's very refreshing. And uh I made a backup one. So I'll be since I'm almost done with this one, pouring that in here. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Greg, uh, what are you drinking, Greg? What are you drinking tonight? Check it out. Frozen margarita. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're, we're going full frozen today. Mm-hmm. Uh, already made. You're not going to hear anything. You're just going to hear me drinking it. Yeah. Man, like I said last week, Greg definitely has to take over, like as our bartender, whenever we get back together, and just be in charge of the drinks because he's 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 on point right now with the themed themed drinks for the pods right now. Yeah. He's doing really good. I'll be the drink master. That's a good one. I like that the drink master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I do love a good theme, so you know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just continuing my theme of sparkling alcohol that I've been drinking lately. This <laughs> one is. Uh, this one's a. It's called a Cape Line. Cape Line sparkling cocktails. This one's a blackberry mojito. Ooh, yes. And I, I do. I can announce that I've been like Laura today. I've already had two margaritas today. So nice. Usually I don't start drinking until we start the pod, but I'm very much like Laura today. I've been drinking probably since uh, noon. Hey, this is my first drink tonight. Oh, that was like last week. Wow, you guys have like flipped rolls. Yeah, but I it, the problem is, is that when I have my first drink, I drink really fast to try to catch up to what I think I would normally sound like. And then I end up drinking too fast and getting hammered. You go Whereas over. when I drink slowly throughout the day... You know, you can still hold a conversation without slurring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob, can we before we even move further? Can we talk about your beanie? <laughs> yeah. So, so we're 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 all wearing, uh, I guess, uh, skiing beanies or you know, cold weather beanies right now for this movie we're doing Frozen this week. Um, so we all kind of came with our beanies, and Greg is legit. Greg has like a snowboard in the background right now. Yeah. So he's he's legit. He's the real guy here. I think I, I've never. I was gonna ask you guys later on the pod. I I don't think I've never even been skiing. I've never even been. I've been to the mountains and I've been in the snow, but I've never done anything. Have you guys done? I'm mean, Greg clearly has. But what about you, Laura? I went skiing one time in middle school. I didn't really like it, and then I started snowboarding pretty much freshman year of high school. I think, hmm. and I went snowboarding every year through high school. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden I went to college and I just didn't. And I haven't ever since. <laughs> it's like the weirdest <laughs> thing. I just did it in high school and I really liked it. And hmm. that was that. Wow. You guys are legit. 
Yeah, for if if our beanies have anything to represent our experience level in skiing, I definitely think <laughs> we're on point right now. <laughs> because Laura, Laura has a nice like you know snow weather beanie, very reminiscent actually to uh, what's the guy's name in the movie? Daggers. Dan. Yeah, Dan had like a white beanie on. Laura's is very re- reminiscent of his beanie right now. And then Greg has a legit like uh, beanie that has like a little cap on it, a little brim. So that one's pretty cool. And then mine is literally I'm just have like a reindeer reindeer beanie on my head with a big red nose. Definitely not hitting the slopes like this. I think some some bros would just beat the shit out of me instantly. <laughs> At first, when I saw your beanie, I thought it was uh, a killer clown because of the red nose. Oh. But then I saw the eyes and I realized it was a uh, Rudolph. Me a killer reindeer. It's a killer reindeer. <laughs> it's a crossover. Yeah. So let's. Uh, do we have any follow up from Mama from last week? I don't. I don't think I have anything more about Mama. I think maybe just that. Uh... We kept saying in the recording that Mother's Day had just passed, but we were, we miscalculated that one a little bit. So. We were like two, two weeks behind. <laughs> Ignore that, yeah. I don't have a follow-up on that movie, but I do have an interesting follow-up on, on something else. Uh, my sister introduced me to a very cool website. It's called DoesTheDogDie.com. It's oh. a website where you can look up any movie before you see it and find out whether or not the dog in it die so you know Mm. you know if you're going to get disappointed you know early on so it can kind of ease the blow that was something we're talking about in the crawl episode with uh, laura how she was like this movie would have been a zero if the dog died so i thought you know this is interesting and i was told that uh, this website exists so Mm. if anyone's out there who wants to uh you know know whether or not they're walking into uh, a sad fest Check it out. Does the dog die.com do a little search before you watch the movie? Yeah, me. This is fantastic. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love your sister. Yes. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, so before before we move on here, uh, we want to address that uh, somebody got a package in the mail. <laughs> it was addressed to Graves. So Graves got a package in the mail maybe maybe a little over a week ago, and he's been instructed not to open it until now. So, I mean, the first thing we have to do is actually get Graves out here. So we got to get Graves, you know, hopefully he's, he's, he's awake. Usually he comes out a lot later, but uh, let's, uh, let's get Grave out here right now. Let's get him out. Open up his casket, wake his ass up, you know. Can I talk about? Yeah, tell him he got a, he got a package. He's looking at the package, yet he has no idea how to freaking open it. There's like eight layers of packing tape. Graves should have been prepared. You know, he, he, Graves is literally in a garage right now. There should be some type of tool in there to open this package. <laughs> we're going to try it by hand. Should I open it? Yeah, let's open it up. Let's see what's in this package. You know, we're definitely going to be putting pictures up on Instagram and Twitter so everybody listening can uh, see what the what the reveal is going to be. Um, <laughs> what did Graves get? What? Okay, I'm opening up this plastic bag, and it's got. I mean, her, her, her. I'll address. I'll, I'll address it a little bit. So the, the problem I have sometimes with Graves is I don't understand Graves' emotions that well. So I kind of wanted to get him some masks he can wear, so we can visually see the what mood he's in when he pops out of his coffin. So, oh, Greg, what what type of masks uh, do you got in there, Greg? This is the Greg. first one. It's a it's a bat, and he's got googly eyes. And a bat. I can't okay. tell if he's like psychotic because of the eyes, or but he's smiling. So okay. this is the second one. It's a black widow Ooh, with okay. with webs. Oh my god! This is man. Here's the third one. <laughs> 
big old nose. You got a clown. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. Okay, going down. Dracula. Yeah, Dracula one. The big old teeth. Mm-hmm. Is that a demon? Like a, like a demon or a devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kitty cat. I'm really curious to know when I'm going to have to bust this one out. Yeah. Yeah, that one might have to be sent to Laura. Laura might want to wear that one time. I was about to say yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, this one's dope, though. This one's oh. dope. Look at that. Oh, it's like a God. chrome skull. This looks like the Terminator's head. Yeah, I'm digging that wow. one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at this one is, man, look at that. It's a mummy with blood stains on it. Like a nice. mummy mask. Mm-hmm. All right, go, just a couple more here. Uh, Wow, an owl. Man, really <laughs> it's an interesting owl. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A pumpkin head. Ooh, mm-hmm. love it, love it. And then a witch. And then a standard witch. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I, I think this everybody. Awesome. Listen, yeah, I think everybody listening. What we're gonna try to start doing is based on Graves's uh, emotion in the in the episode. He'll be wearing a specific mask, and we'll take a picture and we'll throw it up so everybody can see what reveal. Also, at the same time, you know, Instagram, Twitter, what mask was Graves wearing that day? Uh, you know, I just think it'd be a little extra yeah. for people to see a little bit. You know, and Greg can have fun with it. He's an artist himself, so he can he can doodle all he wants or write all things on them or make them even more fun. Up. I already know which one I'm wearing tonight. I wish everyone can see how happy Greg looks right now. He looks <laughs> like a kid on Christmas. He looks so happy. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. I've already picked out my mask for tonight. I'll reveal it soon. Nice. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Well, thanks, Graves, for coming out early to get your masks. We'll we'll see what mask you're gonna be wearing when you pop out later, okay? All right. So we'll see okay. you in a bit, Graves. We'll see you in a bit. All right, you can go back in your coffin now. Mm-hmm. See you later. All right, so let's. Uh, Greg's back now. Greg's back. Greg, maybe maybe Graves will share the mask with Greg. We'll see how they work it out. He took the whole box into the coffin with him. I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, what an asshole. He has no soul. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's move on. Let's keep going on. So you know, before we get to the movie, we got our horror segment of the week. And this week, uh, what do you think? What do you think it is, Laura? What do you think it is this week? Oh, I don't know. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Right. Oh. We got a game. We got a game finally. Greg, did you research uh, anybody in this movie? Man, I feel like you <laughs> scrambled my brain. Like every week, I'm trying to anticipate. I, I've like given up. I didn't even up. do research because I knew that it would have been pointless. No, man. I dang. honestly, I'm gonna tell you straight up. If the game has something to do with what all three of these people are from and like movies they've done, <laughs> I'm gonna mop the floor with you because I already know all three of them fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game I came up with, the game is called Let It Go. So it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's a Frozen-based game. The movie is called Frozen this week. So wow. So it's it's gonna be a pretty simple game. It's a 50-50 shot, Greg. So you you might be okay this game. So pretty much I'm going to read you guys negative movie reviews and you need to guess if the negative review is from the movie, this movie we're watching 2010's Frozen or Disney's musical masterpiece (laughs) Frozen. Yeah. So let's start with, uh, let's give Greg the first start. You know, he needs a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of help in the beginning. Okay. So here's the, I'm going to read the first negative review to you, Greg, and you have to guess if it's Disney's Frozen or uh, this movie Frozen, whatever you want to call it. Wolf Frozen. I don't know what you want to call it. But uh, okay. Well, Frozen 2010 or 2000, whatever the other one was. 2013. Okay. Okay. So here's a quote, okay? Frozen is, to put it simply, all technique and iconography in desperate search of a story and its own viable mythology. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's Disney's Frozen, 2013. Disney's Frozen? 
You think so? Oh yeah, okay. that's all. That, that's the whole movie. Okay. Okay. Correct. 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 It's all yeah. over the place. There's like 18 mm-hmm. different storylines. It like it passed through like 20 different hands. I, I I didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't ask your opinion. I just said, is it you know? Relax. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Please, Greg. Oh Thank my you. God. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So correct. Greg has one point. One point. Okay. Laura, your turn. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Okay. Right. Here's a quote. It's hard to generate a sense of warmth when the plot points all feel so coldly calculated. Hmm. Uh, 2013. So you're saying Disney's Frozen, the musical? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. The other one. 2010? Yeah. 2010. We, should just, we should just call it, we should call it Disney's Frozen and Iceman Frozen. Okay. Iceman okay. Frozen. Iceman Frozen? Okay. Yeah. Wrong. That's Disney's Frozen. <gasps> That's, That's about terrible. Disney's. I know, oh. I know. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. So one to nothing. So one to nothing, Greg. Okay, Greg, you ready for your next one? Yeah. All right. Here's a quote. It doesn't deliver the real goods, eschewing a deepening, psychologically penetrating narrative for a Frozen-like shapeless success of eye-popping set pieces and impressive effects. A lot of big words in that sentence. Hey, that whole review lost me, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say Disney again. Disney again? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Correct. Disney's yeah. frozen again. Disney's frozen again. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Two to nothing, Greg. Two to nothing, Greg. All right, Laura, are you ready for your turn? Yeah. Okay. Here's a quote. The movie is like an ice cube that started melting from the inside, sharp and bracing around the edges, but hollow at the center. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Disney's Frozen or Iceman Frozen? Iceman Frozen. Wrong. Disney's Frozen again. Oh, my goodness. Who are these people? (laughs) It's grinding my gears. Okay, Greg is still up. Two to nothing. Two to nothing. All right. Okay, we got two more. Two more, okay? All right, so, okay. All right, you ready, Greg? Yeah. All right, here's the quote. Did you notice that nothing happened in this story? The characters stay in the same, the situation does not change, and no one learns anything. Yeah, that's that's this movie. That's Iceman Frozen? Yeah, it's gotta be. Wrong. Disney's frozen oh! again. Disney's frozen again. Mm-hmm. Good question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got last one here, last one. So I'm gonna give Laura the chance to redeem herself like I always give Greg. Greg's up two to nothing. This is the last one. Laura, this is the three-point question. So <laughs> I, I never, I never give it to Time Laura, but mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Here's the last one. You ready, Laura? Okay. Yeah. Here's the quote: "Worst movie I've ever seen. Stupid story and stupid characters." All right. Is that Dis- <laughs> is that Disney's Frozen or Iceman Frozen? It's the last one here, Laura. Three point question for the win. This is really hard because every answer so far has been Disney. So are you fucking with us, and every answer is Disney, or are you fucking with us, and it was? The last one's not mm-hmm. Disney. Man, I don't know. You but this get... sounds so much like Iceman Frozen, mm-hmm. and I've been wrong thus far. So I'm gonna fucking throw my popcorn in the air and guess Disney. Correct, Disney's Frozen. Oh! Yes, Laura for the win. Wow, three pointer from deep, long Laura. range. Wow, Laura gets the win. Yes, you were right. Every one of these stupid fucking reviews are from Disney's Frozen. <laughs> terrible what is wrong wrong with these people what Mm -hmm. is wrong i agree with a lot of them (gasps) greg you're off the pod you're off the pod bye your your heart is frozen greg your heart is frozen (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Oh, man. No, like, I, I didn't say, I didn't, okay, I wasn't, we're not here to talk about the Disney movie, but. Oh, me and Laura are. Me and Laura are here to talk about the Disney movie. Come on, man. I don't, disagree, <laughs> I don't disagree with those, like, but that doesn't mean I didn't like the movie, like, totally, but uh, those, those are the things that I didn't like about that one in particular, was that just seemed, like, so scattered and hollow in a lot of ways, so. I can see how each of those reviews lines up with that. Wait, so I have a question. So you think the 2010 Iceman Frozen is a better movie than Disney Frozen? I mean, they're different genres. You can't. Oh, no. You can't Just yes or no. Is it yeah. better? Wow. Yeah. Man, you're not going wow. back in the Enchanted Kingdom, Greg. You're out. You are not get, You don't get to go back into Disneyland anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll end the game. Uh-huh. We should get the Disney's Frozen next week and then. <laughs> and compare? Oh, my God. Goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Laura would love it. Yeah, so I want to I want to end the game. You know, this could be directed to Greg and all these people. You know, I have three words for all you guys. Let it go. All right. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so that's the that's the game for the week. Laura won. You know, last second buzzer beater for Laura. How does it feel, Laura, to be on the other side of that? It feels pretty great. It does, yeah. right? It feels right. Pretty good. To me, yeah. it hurts. It it burns like a like a mm-hmm. like a cold burn. Now like you know that. how Laura feels, Greg. I think you've done it twice to her with the last second win like that. So now I you kind of know, know, right? Sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you feel robbed. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I was definitely robbed. Yeah, I robbed you. <laughs> Me, Rob. I know. I did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I will say, though, it kind of comes down to knowing you, Rob. I'm like, mm-hmm. in which way is he fucking with us, you know? No, that's... I had to... Yeah. That, everything I think of is the fuck with you guys, more or yeah. less. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you got the win, Laura. Good job. Yeah. Good job. You know, maybe some list, maybe some listeners can email us in or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what the overall score is because I really lost count now. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Laura's still up, but I want to know how close it is. You know, I think so too. Maybe that'll be my project this week. I'll mm-hmm. listen in to all of our old. <laughs> Go back and listen in. <laughs> just so I can rub it in Greg's face next week. I'm gonna email in as like a an anonymous user. <laughs> Greg is up. Greg anonymous. is totally winning. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny let's uh all right so let's get to the movie all right so it's time to leap off the lift and get to our movie this week all right so let's let's jump off that lift um so so like we said the movie we're doing this week is frozen 2010 we we're we're uh, titling it the iceman version even though this you know it doesn't make any sense but for us it's awesome yeah this is a rated r film 93 minutes uh director was adam green I guess he's from the Hatchet franchise. I've never seen any of those movies, but I think people mm-hmm. talk about him like they're really good. Um, the the actors we talk about, yeah, Emma Bell, Sean Ashmore, Iceman, and Kevin Zagers. Are you ready for your minds to be blown? Oh, I'm ready. Did you ever watch Airbud when you were little? Yeah, he's the kid in Airbud. He's the Airbud kid. Wow. He's the the Airbud's owner. Mm-hmm. Is it ironic that he gets the most air? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He did get air too. You're right. Yeah. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, he he was from Airbud, and then he had a a, a short stint in Gossip Girl, which I mm. unfortunately watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we know Iceman. Mm-hmm. And then the chick, if you watch The Walking Dead, she was season one. Um, the two sisters, and she was the first one to go. She was one of the first oh. zombies in the group. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about her. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the only interesting facts I found of this one is just they they talk about online that just they used all practical effects and all the the effects they were using, no CGI. So the actors were really suspended 50 feet above the ground in a lot of the shots, which is fucking crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing was I I read that uh, when this movie premiered at Sundance, a lot of people got sick and people fainted while, while the movie was playing while they were watching it. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Wow. Yeah. 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 I found an interesting fact uh, about the, the location that they shot it in. They were like going to different locations to find just the right mountain and, and ski lift that would, that would fit kind of the, the tone of the movie. And they'd gone to a few and they finally, they went to this uh, ski lift somewhere in Utah and as they were going up, they got to about the point where pretty much where most of the movie is filmed. And they're about 50 feet off the ground. And, uh, and Adam Green, apparently he goes, oh, this is where, this is where it's going to be. This is where, you know, they die, right? And at that point, the ski lift actually stopped. Oh, wow. And no one told them to stop it there, right? And they were like, wow, this is crazy. So when they ended up kind of scoping out the area, you know, it, it continued on. And when they got back to the bottom, they were like, well, what happened? Like, why did the ski lift stop? Oh, well, we don't know. But um, what we can tell you is that someone committed suicide on this uh, uh, ski lift. Apparently, you know, for whatever reason, shot himself. And they had to actually take that, that chair off of the line. And they're like, wow, it's kind of like a, a haunted lift or something. So they're like, this is this is where it's going to be. And I just thought that was really crazy. And then apparently at, at uh, a festival, Sundance or somewhere else, someone in the audience um, knew the person that had done that. And they like confirmed it like that was oh, wow. actually crazy, right? Dang, that is crazy. It is crazy yeah. shit. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, Laura, do you want to do a synopsis uh, for this movie? Yeah, so you got three college friends. Uh, they're spending the day skiing. They they beg the ski lift attendant to go up one last time, um, even though the lift is actually closing for the week. And due to a miscommunication between attendants who are switching shifts, they get stuck very high on the ski lift. And I mean, obviously, they quickly realize that they're going to die up there for a week if, you know, in the elements, not eating, not drinking. So they must figure out how to survive. Yeah, I could I couldn't tell by watching the movie like actually how high they were. Like I said, I've never been skiing really. I don't really know how high. It's hard to gauge when they show it from like above it and is. below. Yeah. Like it, it mean, looks were, far. Yeah, it looks yeah. far, but I couldn't tell like how far. But like I said, it it says in the docket I read that it's fifty feet, which yeah. is like that's like holy shit. I thought it was maybe like twenty feet, which I still think is high. But fifty, I was like, oh wow, that is really high. No, they they were definitely they were high. Yeah. Yeah, they, they wish they were definitely really high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I honestly should have gotten high to rewatch this movie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I know I wanna I just wanna jump straight in here and ask Laura, like, cause I think your reaction from last week was the best of just how much you hated Greg from picking this movie. I, yeah. I really I really just want to talk to you right now and say like why? Like what was your reaction to this and like what you know what was what was like the worst part of watching this movie originally for you i don't know if you changed your mind but yeah what do you what do you think what do you think um i saw this pretty much right when it came out like not in theaters but i saw it so that was 10 years ago right and i felt so disgusted i felt uncomfortable and it was enough to where i was like i don't ever want to see that again it made me feel so horrible 
Yet in 10 years, it stuck with me so vividly. I literally think about and talk about this movie kind of frequently. Hmm. And, you know, Greg already had, we keep talking about how we had this pre-list of 10 movies each. And Greg's list, 70% were movies that I hated. And I was like, you know, kind of hoping he would go off and pick different movies. And of course, somehow goes off of his list and picks another movie that I just like do not want to watch. And so I actually had a lot of pre-anxiety watching this. I watched it yesterday. I watched it during my daughter's nap time because I refused to watch it at night. (laughs) I didn't want to like have nightmares. (laughs) Um, and I drank a beer because I was, I was stressed out. I was like, is this going to make me feel sick? Like it did the first time. I mean, it was still bad, but I knew it was coming, which always makes it easier. I was able to look away, which I did a lot. So, I mean, it definitely wasn't as bad the second time around, but I'll never see it again. Could you, could you like call out for me then? Because like, you know, you, the way you ended last pod, I was really expecting like something really fucking gross. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know, maybe I built it up too high in my head. So I, re- I really wanted to hear from you. Could you call out the most, the part, one part in this in this movie that made you the most anxious and then the one part in this movie that was the most gruesome to you? Okay, so first thing they decide to do is to have one guy jump. Like, that's definitely not what I would have done, but okay. He jumps, he ends up getting two of like the worst broken legs you've ever seen in your life. So- you know, the van, it's actually pretty incredible. The vantage point of him jumping is like his legs falling. And then next thing you know, giant bones sticking out of his legs. And then um, even once you get over that, like his legs are all screwed up. I mean, all obviously all of that is disgusting. But, and even though I thought the acting was actually pretty shitty most of the time in this movie, it's just some of the like, things he said like when he was stressing out he was like oh god and like the way he was acting and like in pain and just feeling I I don't know it just made me really uncomfortable but I think the scene that gave me the most anxiety and made me feel the worst is when he knew he was going to get eaten by wolves so he's lying there his legs are broken he's probably going into shock he's for sure gonna die And all of a sudden, wolves decide that they like to eat people, which, by the way, is not realistic. Uh, And so he is surrounded by wolves, and and he knows that they're going to eat him. And so he calls up to his friend, and he's just like, don't let her look. He's talking about his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And from that moment, from when he says that, through the whole scene where it just shows his best friend and his girlfriend on the ski lift as his best friend is, like, covering her ears, and you hear you know, Dan below getting eaten. So those noises are disgusting, but then you're seeing both of their reactions, right? Like Mm. she's like screaming, you know what it is? It's when I have to watch someone else suffer like that, that makes me sick, Mm. makes me sick. So, so you, the fact that they weren't actually showing it uh, and you could see the actual emotion on the people that were affected by it more was more powerful than if they just showed the wolves tearing him apart. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. I I, I get that then. I understand that because that was definitely a part where I was like, oh, man. Because you kind of put yourself, you know, in their shoes and being like, oh, man, if I had to listen to somebody I love, you know, being being torn apart and killed, 
like man that that that's fucking horrific yeah yeah oh wow okay well that's one of the things like i happen to look up i guess every year chapman university does some kind of study on what everyone's worst fears are they they survey thousands of people and one of the ones that keeps coming up in like the top five or six is people are afraid of their loved ones being hurt people that they know being hurt or whether it's by them dying and the consequences of that or just them getting hurt or tortured in general you know so this movie actually does a really good job i say that you know not like i like it but they do a an effective job of preying on some of our biggest fears you know one of them being what you know, the, the people that are left behind, our loved ones, how are they affected by our death? Like they do that multiple times. There's that time where he is getting, you know, eaten alive, which in itself is one of our greatest fears, right? But also the someone having to witness that, someone that you love. And then also that scene where she's freaking out in the, the ski lift thinking, oh my God, my dog is going to be home <sighs> waiting for me and she won't know where I am and she's going to starve to death. So that's another one of our fears is like the people that we leave behind, it, it gets to the core of us. And like, I, I can see why that would make you super uncomfortable. I, I'm, I, totally I mean, get that. Rob, this is, this is the only positive. I even hate to use that word, but this is my actually only positive I have on this movie is that I think it is pretty incredible that a movie has power to make me feel these strong, albeit negative, mm -hmm. like reactions and emotions to this film, and then it sticks with me. That to me is the positive of this movie. What about what about you, Greg? Is there you know did you feel uh, were you as anxious as Laura when you watched this movie, or did did it, did it gross you out as much and stuff like that? And also what scenes uh, would you point out? It, it didn't. This one, this is what makes me so curious about what we're, what we're doing is like, I feel like we're, we watch movies in such different ways. And I, I really don't know what the answer to that is or, or, or a way to describe it. Like you're watching it in a way that I'm not experiencing. You know, I saw this movie once and I remember, I vaguely remember it being like, Oh, this is kind of fucked up. But I remember it being a quality movie and I went into it and I kind of feel the same way about it. But, um, so I really wasn't, there were, yeah, there were certainly some gross parts to it, but, uh, you know, nothing really just turned me off. Like I would definitely watch this again. I think the worst parts were, uh, there were two things that I, I thought they did very effectively. One was, was build the tension, right? There was one, just, just the fact that you know, just nighttime skiing or, or snowboarding, like I've never done it, but, um, it just, that adds to the, um, to the kind of like dread and like isolation that you that you experience and um you know when they got stuck halfway up the mountain and there's nobody behind them and nobody in front of them you know you're kind of facing the the, the three characters in the chair and you see the lights turning out on the towers yeah. behind them four towers back three towers back two they're still talking it kind of reminded me of like jaws when like the shark is coming near and they're none the wiser i thought that tension was really good um and just the way that they, when they first realized that they would be stranded up there, that whole sequence where they were, at first they were just gung-ho, like, oh yeah, we're going to be the last ones down the mountain. Terrific. And then suddenly like, why are the lights going off? Why are we stuck up here? Why hasn't the, the lip come back on? And when they realized that they're going to be stuck up there the whole week because the mountain's going to be closed for several days, consecutive days, that whole sequence like was pretty terrifying because you realize you're... 
when you're stuck up there in a chair, Rob, have you ever been on a ski lift? Nope. I'm never going to now. I'm never going to either. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Yeah. When, you know, it goes, it goes through its ups and downs. Sometimes you're like 20 feet. Sometimes you're like 10, you know, and then sometimes you're like 50 or higher. And then sometimes you're over rocks and you're always gauging what's below and you're wondering what's happening. And when you're up there, I don't care if you're the biggest badass in the world, if you're, you know, the rock, you know, when you're suspended 50 feet in the air in a, a ski lift, you are nothing. Oh, the rock would have survived this. No, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the in, rock in the Dickens, but you, like you are, you are nothing up there and you are so uh, vulnerable, you know? And that's the thing that like got me, like they got stuck in the part where they were, they were just literally stranded up in there and they're at the mercy of the elements. That was really terrifying to me. And I, I thought that was, um that was really well done. And then of course they, the whole, time they, they play on like i said they play on some of our biggest fears you know uh one of course being eaten alive the wolves down there nobody we imagine just being consumed while we're still awake and can feel it just, that would be the worst way to go uh some of the other things where you know so it's uh parker that's the girl dan that's her boyfriend and joe that's the guy's best friend they're just the three of them on, on the ski lift and they're just up there and they're stranded for several days she has to go to the bathroom pretty bad and she's like well what do i do the guy just kind of pees off the edge he doesn't care that's just what guys do but she's kind of like you know embarrassed like i'm gonna try to hold it and then the moment where she kind of just has to like pee in her pants you could tell that she felt like ashamed and like sad and embarrassed by that you know and that's another thing is like we never want to we would hate to be in a situation where we're like publicly embarrassed or, you know, in front of someone else at that. So they, I thought that was really effective, like playing on that fear as well. And other, uh, there were other things where like, you know, they're up there experiencing extreme cold. And of course, the longer you're exposed, you get frostbite because your skin dies, you know, or uh, like you mentioned, Dan fell basically 50 feet and lost his legs. That's another one of our fears, dismemberment or losing a part of our body. So as far as like things that were scary that I thought they did really effectively, it was all of the above. Yeah. Super terrifying. Yeah. I, I really love that scene you called out where the lights are turning off. I think that might be like my favorite shot in the movie. It was a really good, good shot. shot. Yeah, because it's just, it, it's showing you what's happening. You're, you're, you know, the tension is building because you're like, oh, shit. Even though you know what's going to happen, it, it's just a really good shot. Even like yeah. the opening when they go on the lift for the first time and it gets stuck initially. Like, you know, like right away, like, okay, this can't be it. But it's just a good tension builder to be like, oh, okay, setting up for what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, yeah. When the lights are turning off on the lift, uh, that, that, I love that scene. That's a really good scene. Um, now, like I said, the, the gore didn't really get to me that much. Um, it was definitely like gross at parts. But like Laura said, it's more about the the reaction of the actor, the way he, you know, you know, screamed or he was talking, you know, uh, that really sold it. Um, so I thought he did a really good job. The rest of the acting was it was OK acting. It was not horrible. It wasn't great. It was just kind of whatever. It's confusing how they were so bad a lot of the times, but then scenes like that were great. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. My, my opinion of the acting was, yeah, kind of like what you guys said. I read that the movie was shot sequentially. So just, mm-hmm. you know, rather than bounce all oh. over, totally makes sense. The very first scene, they're at the bottom of the hill. 
trying to figure out how they're going to get onto the ski lift because typically what happens is Dan, he's the, the, the boyfriend, he knows a girl who he charms and she lets them on the lift for free. They're college students. They don't maybe have enough money, lift tickets are expensive. So he just gets on for free. But this day they go up there and it's this like random guy. So they're like, you know, at the bottom trying to figure out what to do. And, and they're, they're kind of like bantering back and forth. And it feels, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I thought it was very forced. I have this thing where when actors look away too much or don't look at each other, I feel like it's too, like, they're trying to seem realistic. But when you do that too much, then it just looks like you're, you're acting. Mm-hmm. So they did that a lot in the beginning. And then a lot of the, I, I felt like it was very forced about the first 20 minutes. But they eventually got into it. Like when they got into panic mode on the, on the lift, they kind of like, um, they got into their groove, you know, that, that they thought out a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it, the scene where the, the person that's driving like the snow plow or whatever that mm. is, they're all shouting down. And I never remember their names in this movie, but Sean Ashmore, Iceman, right? Joe. Joe, thank you. He's like cheering. He's like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Whereas the other two are like, hey, hey, like I'm trying to get your attention. But he's like celebrating. He's like, oh, thank God we're saved. He totally sees us. I thought that was amazing because they all had a different reaction to that. He was thinking like, oh, he's here. He's here to save us. We're good. And the other two are like, we need to make sure we get his attention so that he saves us. I did think that was good because that is very realistic. Everyone Mm -hmm. sees the situation very differently. Yeah. They did that a lot where they seemed like they kind where they were mismatched. Like one was a little bit more optimistic than the other. Um, And that, that's, there was a lot of just random small banter that I thought was like real realistic and it was pretty effective. You disagree, Laura? You disagree? Well, can I can I get into the negatives? Is yeah, get into yeah. it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Jump, off, jump off that lift. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm jumping. <laughs> yes. The intro was very weak. We have said time and time again through this podcast, a lot of the movies we've done have had a solid intro. This was probably the worst one. I just remember seeing Frozen and like aerial font white on a black screen. Like, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and that then, was Times New Roman. Yeah, Times New Roman, what have you. <laughs> And they're the acting is horrid and they're like trying to bum ticks. And I'm just like, I actually, I like that intro because when I think of it, so when you go to the, when you go to the top of a mountain, you know, everyone's like, yeah, let's have a good time. Let's party. But when you get up there, it's silent, it's cold. It's like, it's desolate in, in its own sense. I thought the first few moments of the, of the movie were, were like that. You see the mountain, it's cold. You kind of hear like the, the light breeze. You can, you see the, the cables and the gears turning like that cold metal. I don't know. I really like that. That you were not no, a fan of that. This, I thought this wow. intro was dumb. I think if I had been seeing it for the first time, based on the intro, it would have been like, oh, okay, it's gonna be like this. Huh? Well, this is—it's a very simple movie, though. At, at the same time, like let, let let's face it, the whole movie is filmed in two spots: at the bottom of the hill when they're like just shooting the breeze, talking, introducing the characters, and then when they're stuck on the lift, right. it's not a deep movie. So I they just jumped into it right away. That it made sense to me. Well, okay, but then let's get into all of the things that are completely unrealistic, right? (laughs) So first, and I know that this may have happened like once or twice, and I don't believe there are any casualties from my research, but 
you just can't get left on a ski lift without an employee knowing. I'm sorry. They do the cone trick, the flag trick, which I actually saw they did in this movie. So the fact that the thing didn't come back, mm. right? That's stupid. A lot of times employees will actually ride the ski lift to make sure that everyone's off of it. So this mm -hmm. is just, it is so unrealistic that that would have happened. The, the, the guy had to take a piss. What do you expect? You know, the guy had to take a piss. <laughs> And then I, I had a problem with the wolves only because um, I know that they seemed very vicious, but, and this is just my weird like animal facts I know, but the wolves had their tails wagging a lot. And when wolves have their tails wagging, it actually means that they're not in an aggressive state. They're like in a very content state. They're not going to do anything. Also, wolf attacks are very rare. And if they do attack you, it's because they feel threatened and they're definitely not wanting to eat you. I'm sorry. The scene jumping ahead at the end where she's finally getting away. I know we'll talk about all the middle stuff probably. Um, and then she happens to unfortunately come across Joe's, Joe, Joe's body. He's getting eaten by wolves mm -hmm. and they kind of look at her, but they've got fresh meat in front of them. And you know, they kind of let her go like, all right, we're eating this guy. They show one wolf who's just sitting there fat and happy, chilling. I laughed so fucking hard. I was like, really? this is a straight comedy. That is, that was, to me, was so fucking funny. And then the thing that really bothered me was that ski lift, like the rope, it's not sharp. So, so like, True. it's infuriating because don't jump, just, you know, get up there with your hands and legs. Oh, fuck it. I would have done hands and legs. Get yourself to that pole, climb down, boom, movie would have been over. You so, got a good upper body strength. Wow. I mean, well, that's why you could do the leg. I know getting the legs up is hard, but then once you've got all four, you could totally do that. Come on. Yeah, that's, the, I think they took some liberties. I think they know that people have seen frayed cable, so they think that's what it is. But yeah, it's absolutely, a, it, it's a smooth, yeah, it's a smooth. It's, it's not. So I think a lot of those things like added up and bothered me. I also thought there was almost, there was too much foreshadowing. We did like so much foreshadowing, like, you know, when they were like, what's the worst way you can die? And Dan says, oh, well, mine would be getting eaten by a shark. Oh, hey, now he gets eaten by a wolf, who, by the way, would never eat a person. But uh, I'll try to stop talking about that. Or how she was saying, oh, I think it's like getting burned because, you know, in 9-11, I saw the news footage where people were jumping out of the building and jumping to their death. And how bad could it have been to want to jump? It, so there was just like so much foreshadowing. And I think when I watched it the second time around, I was like, that is so dumb. But there's just hey, Laura, can I can, can I offer you an alternate view on that? Yes. So I I when I first saw that part uh, again, I so I watched it last night. I thought the same thing. Oh, foreshadowing, obviously. But in hindsight, I actually thought they did something pretty brilliant. They actually took all of the things that they said that scared them, and they did the actual opposite. So one was that yeah. So they were on the lift talking about oh man, what would be the worst way to die, right? So one was they were talking about being on the open ocean, which personally that's one of my biggest fears probably my number one fear like open ocean right and that's kind of why i picked this movie was because i was thinking about that movie open water which was on my original list yeah. and then somehow my brain landed on this movie which was kind of similar yeah right surviving the elements uh, uh and so he said oh yeah man not not being able to see what's below you right would be totally scary but in this movie they could see exactly what's below them and it still was horrifying being burned alive, they said, was the second, was the most horrifying thing. Well, they were frozen 
pretty much uh, alive. The cold is what got, so not the heat. They said smoke inhalation. Oh my God, that would be the worst. But in the mountains, you have nothing but fresh, crisp air. You know, so it was like the opposite. And they said leaping from a tall building, you lose consciousness. So you wouldn't even be alive when you hit the bottom. Well, in this one, when they jumped off, they were actively conscious and they felt the pain of hitting the bottom. So I actually thought it was interesting that they brought all of those up, maybe potentially as like a foreshadow, but then they like subverted all of them. And I thought that was so cool. What do you think about that? I mean, that's one way to look at it. It doesn't resonate with me. Mm. I don't know. Laura's not a believer. Sorry. Sorry, Greg. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Sorry, you Greg. Know what? Everything I've said is nothing to what I'm about to say. And I feel like maybe you guys didn't catch this. I don't think Greg caught it at all because he's mentioned scenes that, oh, okay. The music in this movie, it did not match any scene. I actually agree. Okay. It was so bad. This, so you were mentioning the scene where she's talking about her dog. I would have been crying hysterically in that scene in any other movie, but the music. They, they're playing music and I mean, it's like something you would see in an Oscar winning drama where someone's about to triumph or like I'm watching Interstellar or some shit. Mm. The music did not match any scene. Uh, like the second half of the movie, I was pulled out by the music and I cannot say that that has happened to me very mm. often in a movie. That, um, that the music pulls you out. There was that scene where, uh, unfortunately, I really felt bad for her for having to, you know, kind of pee her pants in the in the lift. Yeah. But then they were playing this sad music and it was so intrusive. Like yeah. the whole movie, the whole, the, the whole vibe that you get is effective because you're at the top of a mountain. The atmosphere is thin. You don't hear anything. You're, it's, basically, it's isolated. You're desolate. So the effectiveness of the movie comes from lack of music, actually. Right. So why, out of nowhere, you, you play like a sad score? Um, actually, you know, I, I totally agree with you with that. That was like weird oh. to me. I thought, what? It was the worst. Yeah. yeah. Dang it! I didn't. E- I didn't even notice the music. I guess oh, man. I didn't even Rob, notice. Rob, wow. if you rewatched it, well, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to. No. I don't know your take on this movie yet. But <laughs> if you rewatched it and like paid attention to the music, it is. It is so bad. Wow, that's so crazy. Bad. Hmm. Yeah, I want to hear Rob. Like, I have yeah. some positive, positive and negative stuff, but I want to hear what's Rob. What was your kind of opening feel of this movie? Like for the first half, at least. Um, it definitely felt dated. It felt dated. It felt low budget, which I think, of course, it's going to be low budget. Uh, I think like the opposite of Laura. I really, I actually like the opening. I like the opening artistic shot of like the gears and stuff. Just like that first, whatever, a couple minutes. Um, I, it just felt very art house to me, you know, and, and, and it's like a low budget filmmaker. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the acting, like you said, wasn't great overall, but when it needed to be, it really like stuck the landing. No pun intended. But He's so fucked up. Man, you can always get me with a solid pun, bro. Um, yeah, and then it does a good job of suspense in this movie. You know, definitely the gore. You know, it, it works. It works well. Because uh, I didn't, I didn't notice the music, so that didn't get me bad. That didn't wasn't a negative for me. Overall, I thought it was a solid movie. I thought it was a solid movie. I, I thought it took a little bit too long in the beginning to get going. Like, I just wanted to be in it already. I wanted to know what, what we're doing, how we're going to get out of this and, and that. But yeah, I, I thought it was a solid movie overall. I, I don't have too much to really talk about it more than that. I liked Iceman. I, th- I thought he was probably the best overall actor in this. Yes. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was solid all the way through. You know, he's, he's solid as ice. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was the only one I really cared about. I was like super bummed watching it the second time. You know, you forget the detail that he met some girl early on. He was trying to remember phone number while he was up there thinking. You guys, you guys remember that number? No. I remember 803. That's all I remember. 830-786. Oh, I wrote it down. Yeah, you totally wrote that down in case it was a question in a game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you, Greg. Joke's on you. Got me. Yeah, I mean, it's just sad. I mean, and, and she comes across like his foot being eaten mm-hmm. by a wolf. This is the thing. Okay, I I actually, okay, Laura, you have such good points, and it's for this reason. This is the first probably uh, survival horror movie that we've reviewed, yeah. that we've looked at, mm-hmm. right? The, my thing is, I think when, when it comes to survival horror movies, those probably heavily rely on the aspect of realism so i think it's harder for viewers to kind of like suspend your disbelief when you see something because you're really like in a survival horror what is the first thing you think of like oh well what would i do in that situation what would anybody do in the situation so you you take a magnifying glass to everything so suddenly it's just every moment is under heavy scrutiny so you're actually kind of held to a higher standard so if you're going to do the survival horror you better like button up every little corner and like make sure like no stone is unturned which i actually thought that they did a pretty good job of trying to square away some of the loopholes. You know, like I, I think that, um, like for example, you know, I, I think some people might be like, well, why didn't they just call, you know, why didn't they have their phones with them? But I mean, I don't know about you, Laura, but anytime I was like snowboarding, I would never bring my phone. One, you don't get service. Yeah. Two, it'll probably get wet. And I think mm-hmm. back then we didn't have those like silicone holders or whatever to, to keep it dry. Um, and you know some of the other things like the wolves i don't know maybe i don't think like a lone wolf would try to attack them but i've i've heard in packs they've they've gotten pretty aggressive i don't know if they would be like bloodthirsty like that but i thought this movie did a pretty good job of trying to like close those loops but there were some that that really caught my attention um one of them was again this goes back to in crawl when the the alligator like bit his leg and he was just kind of like ah this hurts but he just kept moving on if you break your bone, especially in this case where he falls 50 feet on the ground, he breaks, his bones are sticking out of his legs. I think you would probably lose consciousness immediately. I mean, when I broke my arm, I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could even stay awake because it felt like I was just losing it, right? So that kind of lost me. There was a part where he was like, I can't feel them anymore. So maybe it was like they were numb and he couldn't feel the pain. The other one that really got to me was the entire time that they were up there. Like, I liked the reactions of being, their facial expressions were really good about how cold it was, yeah. right? But their behaviors were so not, like, their, their hoodies were not zipped up all the way. I kept, like, looking at them going, like, okay, have you ever been up on a, a lift, Laura, and, like, it was not only cold, but you got the breeze? Oh, I would have my... Like my hoodie yeah. all the way down, my jacket up here. So the only thing hanging out would be my nose. That's it. Yeah, it's not a, I wouldn't yeah. even do that. It's not a joke. Like it hurts really bad. And I, I kept saying to myself, oh my God, you guys, like, <laughs> I don't know why this line kept repeating in my head. I was like, become a turtle, damn it. <laughs> pull, you know, you pull your arms, you do this thing. See how it's like your arms come yeah. in your sleeve. Do this until you get off the lift. The whole time that they weren't doing that really kind of bugged me. The the whole uh, the fact that the cables had like they were sharp. Um, 
that bugged me. Um, but for the most part, I thought they did a, a, a pretty good job. It was just like when you get down to this like realism aspect that you're trying to pitch, then you are kind of like elevating to another standard that you really have to like you know, clean it up and, and make sure that you talk to people, you know, talk to people. I heard that, uh, that, uh, Alan Green, like Rob had never been on a, a ski slope before, before this move. So you would think that he would do like his extra homework, yeah. you know, like there was, again, like one of the, there were some lines that the character said, like when, uh, Joe was trying to help the girl, he said, Oh, I need to help her with her bindings. And I thought, what are you talking about? Like her bindings are, are fixed. Oh. And then there's the moment after, of course, Dan gets eaten by the wolves. And then Parker was talking to Joe. I don't know, maybe you guys took it differently. But when she was like, he was the one. Like, he was the boy I was going to marry. Okay, <laughs> can I please jump in? Please. <laughs> okay. I think that she had more chemistry with Iceman than she had with Dan. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had their scenes together with their grief and telling their sweet little sad stories. They had more chemistry than her and Dan. Like mm-hmm. they, I actually wrote in my notes at one point, do they even really like each other that much? Cause I mean, they didn't seem like a great couple to me. So Yeah. It seems like a lot of your guys negatives are really based in the fact that clearly not a lot of research was done into the, you know, elements or the, the animals or how things actually work, which was something I found very much. That's a lot of what the negative reviews are on this movie is just based on, you know, things aren't actually like this. Uh, so Rotten yeah. Tomatoes score on this is for everybody. Audience score was 46% and the critic score was 63%. So critic score was a little bit higher, but I went through a lot of the reviews and yeah, almost every negative review is just talking about how this wouldn't even happen in real life. A lot of people on there are actually quoting like, you know, that I live on a mountain and Everything you guys are talking about is what they say. You know, the cables aren't sharp. Wolves don't do this. There's not even wolves in New England, somebody said. You know, all those things, you know, and then I think multiple people talk about why is why aren't their jackets zipped up? Like, they don't have any survival <laughs> skills. Like, and so it seems like a lot of the negatives are what you guys are talking about. The the things I guess you guys know, but I didn't know any of that stuff watching this movie. I never was like, oh, his his jacket should be zipped up because I don't have that experience or knowledge. So it didn't really bother me that much. Maybe that's why I'm not so negative on this as you guys are. But that's definitely was the basis for most of the negative reviews of this movie were just the fact that it's not it is not based in reality from from an actual real world perspective. Yeah, but I, I did want to ask you guys. So you guys talked a little bit about in the beginning that that these people clearly didn't know what they were doing, and and you guys have a track record of of faring pretty well at getting out of horror situations. You know, I'm, doing, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do air quotes right here because you guys didn't survive at all. But um, so what would you guys have done differently? What would have you guys done if you got stuck in that lift? I would have climbed the cable. Oh, you really? You would have climbed the cable? Yes. Wow. Hmm. And you I would have done gotten it. up with my hands and legs and feet mm-hmm. in my little seat. And mm-hmm. then I would have done that to the next one, taken mm-hmm. a break, done it again until I got to the pole and then gone down the ladder. And, and this is all in the perspective of there's not going to be wolves because it's not where they should be. Or you're taking the perspective of there's still wolves there and you would still do that. I would still do that. 
you're gonna die if you don't do mm-hmm. anything true true what about what about you greg do you have the upper body strength and the core to do what laura's fucking mm, spider-man over there i i did a i did a a, a mud run probably or a, one of those like a runs run. a few years ago where i i could go across monkey bars but then to lift my body up onto a cable there's you couldn't get me to do that right now there's mm-hmm. no way okay so, so monkey bar your way I mean, it's survival. You have adrenaline. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So this is my. This is actually the topic of my of my digging. So let me. Oh, dang. I can okay. Jump in. All right. Let's. Uh, wait. Wait. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta get your mask. What? 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 Uh. What mask is Grave gonna choose? He already knew oh what God, mask. So, so, so let him decide while I'm digging oh. him out. So. All right, Graves is coming back out. Let's. Uh, let's see what. Uh. What, what does Graves look like tonight? Can I talk about? Oh, okay. Graves is out, and Graves is wearing the what is that? The chrome skeleton. This is the skull mask, and the reason why I picked it. Looking you at look your like mask the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you got to get a picture. You got to get a picture. Oh, I got a picture. Don't oh, okay, worry. good, good, good. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with with it, so one thing I was thinking of, like, like okay, actually, just to piggyback on your question, Rob is how how would you survive in this situation so the first thing i thought was really important was there's no question that you're going to be scared you know so trying to think like okay we'll stop being scared don't don't be fearful is a, a pointless endeavor you're going to be scared but what you can do is quell your panic i think when you panic you do stuff like what dan did and jumped off thinking oh this is when to act now in some cases it's important to act you know, quickly before the conditions get worse, but you don't panic. I I think that's the most important thing. And the second thing is you need to understand what you're working with. I think having more, more information is, is less fear. I think if you're aware of what you're walking into or aware of what you're working with, you understand it more and you potentially are, are less scared. So I don't know if when you go up onto the mountain for the first time, and you get on the ski lift and suddenly you're suspended, you know, 50 feet into the air and you have all of these thoughts going on in your head like, oh my God, if this cable snaps, I'm dead. I don't know how this works. So it helps to just get a basic understanding of what you're on. So you don't, you don't fear that, okay? The way that a basic ski lift operates is essentially there's an engine at the top of the mountain, the engine at the bottom, and imagine like a wheel on its side, a disc, right? And it's pulling this cable and the cable it's like a loop and on the loop are the chairs the chairs are stuck in so it just goes in a loop it's a pretty simple uh thing and but when you think of it the cable cutting or the cable breaking it literally cannot i mean i mean technically it can but it, it essentially cannot and the only way to understand it is to understand like how cable is made it's literally these like wires like you guys ever uh make those like boondoggle keychain things where it's like you tie one in then you like twist it and it just becomes this like twisted, insane like thing. Well, that's literally how cables are made and they have like a cable in the middle. And if you ever watch how that's made, you realize there's no way in hell that will ever break. So when you're like sitting up there in that lift, looking at the cable, first thing you should realize is that cable is not gonna break. It's designed to withstand such incredible loads like a plane could hit it and it, like, it would not break, right? Um, so then that would eliminate your fear just by understanding what you're working with. Wait, Graves, question. I will yes. say though, when you do those little dips, when you hit that like 
pole and you have the dip. You know what I'm talking about, right? And in fact, in the beginning of the movie, I think it's Dan who like watches while they get to it and then they do the little dip and then he's like, oh, okay. And then he relaxes. That does freak me out because I feel like what if it just, whatever is happening in that dip, what if it just dropped? Absolutely. Okay. So that's the thing. So the, the cables are like running on this kind of like circular track, right? And every so many, they're designed so that every so many feet, there's like a tower that helps spend it. When you get to the tower, you kind of hit that dip and you keep going. Now, well, first of all, you should know that the cables are just, they're not gonna break. There's no way you could break them. Right. But then can they get off track? I think technically they could, but the way that they're designed, they have these hooks on the side to where if that ever happened, even if you were to jump like they were doing this movie, he was screwing around like jump, you know, bouncing on the left. Even if you ever got enough force to bounce it off of its track, there's like sensors and there's hooks just to hold it in place. There's so many safety mechanisms. And even at the bottom, even in the engines, they have like backup engines and brake systems. So like, I think that all of your fears that you have are, you know, not misplaced because you're in a very unique situation and you're like you feel very vulnerable but when you have to survive you need to get you need to understand what you're working with and realize like what your constraints are you know like i think even when the when you saw their ski lift like break that probably wouldn't happen the bolt would the bolt does not just come loose like that so that probably wouldn't happen so just knowing like what you're working with kind of helps so laura you said that you would shimmy down the cable yeah for sure that's that's one way of doing it you know kind of like lifting your legs up there i couldn't do it what i was thinking was like as we were watching this movie i was uh we were like kind of talking while it was going i was like oh my god you know what i would totally do and it would be to um like remove your clothes and like time together like when there was like a house that's on fire you know and you have to get out a window and you would just rope them together and time to like a post on the on the something that's fixed yeah. and then like create like loops like a ladder like a rope right. ladder and use whatever you got use your snowboard use your ski use your poles use anything that you can use because the thing is this the guy jumped because he didn't understand basic physics like gravity oh my god Sorry. You know what I'm talking about, but right? But also, he could have, I know this would have only saved him, like, what, six feet? Maybe if he's even six feet tall. He could have, like, hung from it. He could That's have. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, like, slithered down, hung from it. Okay, now, he literally jumped off <laughs> with, yeah. like, gusto, like, here I go. It's like, yeah, no shit. Legs first. Of course you're going to fucking break your legs, you dumbass. I mean. That's the thing is, like. I think number one, so the second thing you should do is just strategize, like ways to, to, to mitigate your situation. The first thing, absolutely, you guys nailed it, reduce the amount of height yeah. that you're falling. Because the way that gravity works, it's like, it's, it's like an acceleration. So basically after one second, you're going about, so after one second of free falling, okay, you're going about 20 to 22 miles per hour. Wow. That's pretty insane, right? Yeah. But, you know, after... Um, after two seconds, you know, you're going about 44 miles per hour. And then after three seconds, you're only going, you're almost going like 60, 70 miles per hour. So literally, if you just cut a little bit of distance off, you can really cushion that, that landing, which is kind of what happened with Parker, right? The, the ski lift breaks. She kind of like 
hangs from it right. toward the end. Then she falls on the on the snow, which obviously was a little bit more, you know, layered because you know, you saw his hand sticking out. Yeah. So it was probably a little bit of fresh powder. So, you know, combination of things. So in that situation, do whatever you can to, to reduce that height. So even if you can't make like take your jackets off, you know, maybe after the first day, it's not feasible because you would freeze to death. And God knows you have to do a lot of convincing to tell me to take off my coat in a situation like that. But if it meant your survival, I think you would do it. Yeah. So even if you can't get all the way to the ground, tie things together and just like knock off a couple feet, even a, a couple feet here and there, it's going to save you from broken bones. Right. Yeah. And maybe make loops out of it. So something to stick your foot into, because I think like to me, again, like I'm not light enough to try to get down the cable and do that. And I don't really have the upper body strength. If you have that, if you're a gymnast, go for it. But I love how you me, guys are like, making I mean, it sound like you couldn't do it. You could do it. No way. That when is, was the last time you went to, like upside down like a, a Navy SEAL like that? I am here to tell you that you can do it. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, for sure. Well, like let's debunk that now. Like the cables are wires and they're twisted. They are, it's, it's smooth steel. Yeah. Okay, so they're not going to be afraid. So there's nothing to be scared of. But I did look up the fact that some people thought, okay, if you're stuck in this, a ski lift, is it possible to take like your pants and throw it over and like slide down in the downhill direction? Ooh. And actually Mythbusters did a test and they um, they did like a simulation in, indoors and they realized you really can't because there's too much friction. You know, it's not like smooth enough. So yeah. you really can't do that. If you're in a situation where you're, you're like dangling, you know, from a chair or you're dangling from a ski lift, and it's like under normal operations, like the, the, the slopes are open, there's people in front of you and behind you. What you should really do is just wait because right. usually these places have inflatable air mattresses and they'll like run up the hill and put it underneath you. I've seen several videos of them doing this. It'll either be like a large tarp or like a mattress and you'll fall. You may fall 20 feet, but you'll be okay. So if you're just dangling, do not fall onto the damn snow. It's pretty much just concrete. And anything like if you've ever like just jumped off the roof of your house or jumped off of a wall that was eight feet oh. and felt what that's like on your knees, you realize like you're not surviving a 20, 30 foot fall uh, very easily. So yeah, like my, my, so that's kind of the end of my, uh, my digs on this one. But yeah, it's kind of answers your question, Rob. Like my solution would be to remove your clothes and string <laughs> it together and create a ladder to go down. Fucking, so you got fucking naked, you got naked graves up there. My solution would be to remove your clothes. You got, you got, you got naked graves out there dangling off some underwear and trying to not fall on the Wait, ground. Before you go back, please explain why you chose the mask you chose. I chose this mask because it's a, it's a skull. I think skulls represent, um, you know, like the, like the dead, the, you know, the death of a human. So, uh, I chose this mask because this like sub segment of, of grave diggings is about surviving. It's like about defying death. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to look at myself. Look, look how my mouth like talks underneath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I just fin- can I just finish the pod like this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but uh, these. <laughs> These these uh, these masks are already worth whatever money I spent was. It's already worth it. Wait, mm-hmm. hey, so so a couple of other things in this movie, right? So there's a scene where she wakes up and she's got her hand stuck on the bar. Wait, are you still Graves? 
Are you back to grid? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can't tell you. Mask back yeah, okay, on. yeah, you gotta we gotta keep that mask down. We don't know now anymore. She so her and Joe they fell asleep and she woke up and uh, you know unintentionally she got her hand on the bar and it's stuck there and she like ends up pulling it off and some of her skin comes off. Okay, the solution to that is either you or somebody else just warm it up. Yeah. Don't don't panic. You know, get your hand on it, warm it up, or put hot air from your you know your mouth or spit on it or honestly like they were peeing all over the place <laughs> like just pee and like put it in a little you know little- so you want you wanted ice man stand up on the ski lift point his dick at her hand and just pop right there yes this is actually something i loved about this movie is when it comes down to survival movies you do whatever it takes and you get as you get as gritty as you have to be. Um, I absolutely you do that rather than just trying to pull it off. So again, it's like one of those. What was that movie where the kid stuck his tongue on the pole? Oh, the Christmas stuck. one. Christmas, Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Story. Yeah. I didn't okay. think that was Don't weird. Panic. Like, just leave your hand there. Yeah, like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, in a Christmas story, they should have pissed on his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, it would have worked. Come on now, jeez. <laughs> I did think the same thing though, Graves. Yeah, in that scene, I was like, "Oh, they should be. They should have pissed on her hand, you know, because like, yeah, you need something warm to get her hand off." I th- I thought the same thing. Yeah, I just thought leave it there. You don't need your hand right now. You're just <laughs> sitting, and it's gonna get warm during the day. It'll it'll thaw. Yeah, it's no, it's no fun though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it? Is that it? Oh, I have a comment about the sun warming, but yeah, that's not that's aside from my my uh, my diggings here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were talking. We're talking go we're ahead talking. and dig me out okay and dig you back out okay all right graves all right i'll see you next time hopefully we'll see you with a different mask on so we'll see what happens next time okay <laughs> <laughs> all right greg's back everybody greg's back mm-hmm. oh, we, we learned in that diggings that graves is into water sports he likes peeing on people so that's good good job graves you know so uh did any what did anything grind your gears in this movie other than just I've already covered it suspense yeah. mm-hmm. so just the kind of the whole movie tension suspense and all that making you yeah the music the music that really bothered me but <laughs> okay know. okay yeah I don't know we don't got any yeah Laura's already pretty much talked about her stuff this week Grave already made his appearance um, do you guys have any more points you want to talk about in this movie. Greg, do you want to go into any more details about how ski lifts work or their their manufacturing technique? <laughs> no? no. No. Okay. Oh, I do want to point out the fact, like talking about uh, does the dog die dot com. Okay, I, I the girl has a dog at home and she was afraid that he would her dog would die if she didn't get home. So apparently, she was the only one that survived. Well, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. And so apparently her dog lives, right? So that's good. Well, I decided to look up on this, like, I guess ipso facto, he, she lives. But I looked up this movie to see if uh, that was, like, rated, you know, if that was described in uh, doesthedogdie.com. And no one had mentioned it. No one had mentioned if the dog uh, lives. So I had to add that entry. So oh, nice. you're welcome. I think, though, that it's kind of up in the air because this chick needs to go to a hospital She's got frostbite. She's got a leg injury from falling off the ski lift and then the chair coming back down on her leg. She's been without food and water and whatever for a few days. So, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You might have to go. Know. Yeah, you probably have to go in there, Greg, and just put dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, undet- undetermined. Yeah, now that you raised that point. 
Mm. I mean, Sorry. she may not even survive, right? Yeah, she she definitely has a urinary tract infection. We know that. Dude, <laughs> I'm sorry. She was up there for two full days and peed once. Nah. I nah. would have oh, peed okay. so right. many times. There's no way she could have only peed once. Man, I'd be I'd be just dropping deuces off that lift. <laughs> <laughs> I would scare away the wolves, right? Man, they should have thought of that. <laughs> Can, can we just i know you don't want to ever go skiing again laura but can we just plan one trip one time where we go up and we go skiing and go on the lift together and like record it and that'd be so awesome you know mm-hmm. not at night not at night and during the day but yeah mm-hmm. it'd be one of our pod getaways whenever we get back together again oh, that would be awesome yeah, yeah. yeah all right so do you guys have any more points you want to get into before we get to the kind of final uh rating system here you have any more points nope no all right all right so let's uh let's get to the thing here so let's get to our ratings i thought for this one let's do one to five uh how many femur bones you want to oh. give this how many how many how many femur bones one to five one to five bones so who wants to go first who wants to go first well, i mean you only need two to be whole right <laughs> i mean you know, i guess so yeah yeah mm-hmm. still one to five i guess i'll, I'll, I'll start because this was my movie um, I, I love, I actually really liked this movie. I mean, now that you talk about the, its budget, I go, man, like this was, this was good for a survival movie. It was very straightforward. There was like nothing to it, uncomplicated. And maybe that's good. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want a deep movie that really chills your bones that you think about forever. But, um, I thought it was pretty effective. I, to be honest, I didn't really like the characters too much. I thought it was an interesting choice to make them not very relatable. They were kind of like dicks for the most part, and you didn't really like them. But not that you wish death upon them. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. But as far as like you know, preying on our some of our deepest fears, you know, leaving our pendants behind and being eaten alive and just being subject to um, isolation. And the elements, man, they did that. They did it so good. It was it was a good movie. I, I don't think many people watching it would come away disappointed, but that's just my opinion. All that said, man. Greg, just give us your rating, man. That's <laughs> what you want. Man, I feel like I don't know what just happened. Three femur bones. Three femur bones. Wow. Three. Three femur bones. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you what do you think, Laura? Here's the thing. I appreciate and I understand and I agree with a lot of the positives. I really do. But, you know, it's all subjective. And this to me was just too hard to watch. And, um, you know, I really like feeling spooked and I like a good story. And for me, this was just an hour and a half of feeling like complete shit. So I give it one. Wow. So you're giving it one based on just the way it makes you feel, but or the actual movie itself. It made me so this I was trying to compare it to funny games because I feel like honestly, actually, out of all of the other movies we've watched, this is probably the two that compare the most, if you stretch. Hmm. And they both make you feel like shit, but there were just so many things about funny games that made me look past that. Like all these redeeming qualities, whereas I don't feel like this one had those redeeming qualities and i just felt so grossed out it was so gruesome and i it just you know it was just sad it just mm-hmm. sucked 
Wow, one. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pretty much be right in between you guys. I'm gonna say two. So I'm gonna give it two femur bones. Like I said, it's, it's not a great movie. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, towards the end when I was watching it, was like, I think this is such a great premise of a movie and even even yeah. like even the the way it's written it's not great there's definitely some things in it that i think would it should have been rewritten whether it's the whole thing with the phone number there's no payoff it's just it's just wasted there's no payoff i thought at the end at least the girl was gonna give that girl a call yeah not like she not like but so, there's no payoff and then the frostbite there's no payoff it, they talk about frostbite so much in this movie and there's no payoff at the end i thought there was going to be something at the end that you know would be like the aftermath or something like that to me it's just wasted but that's yeah. just writing aside but but i did think about this and i wanted to propose this guys to your question for you guys is if they remade this movie say pretty much the same script but with really good actors do you think it would actually be a pretty good movie like if they got like legit actors, they got like whoever, like say they go like John Krasinski and, and Emma Blunt as like the couple. And then like the third wheel. <laughs> I can't watch John Krasinski fucking <laughs> jump all like willy nilly, like a fucking dumbass and break both of his legs. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No. Okay. Cause I, I wanted to ask you guys like what, what three people would you put in this movie? What three, what three actors would you put in this movie to be your ideal three people that you would want to see? Whether that means you just want to see them die or what. You know who's actually a good survivalist actor? is Daniel Radcliffe. Have you guys seen mm. any of his other movies? He has, a, he has one or two mm. where he is in like a survivalist movie. I watched one on Netflix and it was fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. He did a really good job in it. So you want Daniel Radcliffe and you want Hermione and Ron Weasley no. to be the three? No. I mean, they kind of... <laughs> no. Uh, what about what about you, Greg? Can you think of three, you know, act, like two actors and one actress you would want to be in there? I I know who you want to see. I want to see Justin Long on this. Uh, what? On this. What the fuck? <laughs> this is going backwards, you guys. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is the thing. Is like I I honestly didn't really have a problem with, with these act. It to me it, it the the acting wasn't wasn't it uh wasn't what deterred me so I, I i'm totally fine with who they are so i'm not changing out anybody wow you know what i would do i thought it would be cool if they changed this into a comedy and it was seth rogan and uh james franco as the two guys there you go and <laughs> then instead of like the girl it could be jonah hill so it'd just be just three of them on a ski lift i think that would be a solid really funny movie i agree <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let's, let's let's end it there. I don't think we can get any better than that ending, you know. Um, so that's it. So that's it for this week's episode. You know, with for for the movie Frozen, we're gonna reveal now what Ooh. we're gonna be watching next week. It's my movie pick, my movie reveal. I'm kind of torn between two movies right now, and oh shit, you know, uh, one of them is an older movie, 1986. It's on my list. The other one, I wasn't gonna do it, but Laura wanted to kind of put a little slide on Justin Long so I might have to do it now no but, uh, um no I'll give us a break I'll give us a break this week uh this movie Frozen already tormented Laura enough thank you please don't do it again uh maybe we'll do it another time she probably knows what I'm thinking of I do know but, uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna stick with my list you know I'm gonna stick with my list and I'm gonna do 1986 Labyrinth yeah <laughs> So, so that's gonna be my movie pick uh jennifer connelly david Hi. bowie this movie I, this is on my list because the i saw this when i was little when i was like 10 or something like that and the creature effects in this movie really creeped me out 
you know, it's like puppetry, but there's some that are, are claymation looking and this movie really, you know, creeped me out. I mean, not to mention David Bowie's cod piece in this movie is ginormous, you know, so that's already uncomfortable enough to watch. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be my pick for next week, uh, Labyrinth. So we'll watch that, the OG. I'm so excited for this. I, I, this I love that movie. Yeah, I haven't watched this movie in a long time, so I'm interested to see how it holds up yeah, or if, if it still makes me creepy, if it still makes me kind of nervous to watch it. But uh, yeah, you know, at least... At least nobody's gonna be jumping off a lift, so that'll that'll be nice, you know. Um, yeah, so so you guys can uh, hit us up, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what stuff we we can possibly conjecture in the future. Send me a list of all the Justin Long movies you want me to to debate, and I can kind of put them in there and be kind of fun. Uh, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Also, subscribe, rate, review us on wherever you're listening to your podcast platform. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, it's been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah. Until next time. Remember, horror subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Let's bra. <laughs>